embarrassing starts I've had in a while. Painful. All right. Are we fucking set to do take two? Absolutely. I remember my name this time, so it's going to be a lot easier. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. My name is Chris Faff, and I am your host, and I have a very special guest with me here today, returning champion, James Marino. Hell yeah. yeah. Woo-woo. That was a piss poor whistle if I've ever heard well, one. I do a traditional loud Mexican whistle and probably blow out the speaker if I did my real one. So that was Yeah, let's not do that. Okay. Um <laughs> So anyway, today we are talking about the 2003 film High Tension. It was an amazing movie. I was kind of watching it in pieces just before this. Yeah. Yeah, and it was filmed beautifully. I I I couldn't take my eyes off the movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, like I said, 2003, written by Gregory Levasseur and Alexandre Aja, and directed by Alexandre Aja, starring Cecilia de France as Marie, Maywin as Alex, and Philippe Nehon as Latour. Okay. It's really funny that that actress's name sounds like a horse neigh <laughs> to match her teeth. Maywin? Yeah, my, it sounds like a, like an elven horse name or something. Like you'd be, All right, so we're doing this immediately? Yes. It, yes, James, she has large teeth. I couldn't get past it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Took me out of the movie for a minute. I'm aware I was there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you liked this film. Indeed I did. Mostly. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is uh, one of the few films that we've done that I can literally say, this movie's incredibly scary. Oh, Yes, it is. This movie's fucking terrifying, and I love it. Ooh. So, yes, um, let's just get this out of the way as well, right off the bat. All the performances in this film are fucking phenomenal. I, seriously, the, the acting... Regardless the of teeth. Well, yes, <clears throat> we'll take the teeth out of this. I'm past it now. <laughs> For now. For now. <clears throat> but, yeah, every single solitary performance in this movie, yeah. are none was top-notch yeah the only person that kind of flubs a note or drops the beat a little bit is the what five-year-old boy in this but (laughs) he's a five-year-old boy yes yeah every i mean obviously all of our main cast is fucking fantastic in this film but every even just side characters Mm -hmm. jimmy from the gas station yes jesus christ (laughs) i mean he didn't have a lot to do but he really made a meal of that (laughs) indeed he did and the guy the guy near the end in the car that poor soul. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that, that poor, poor man. Just minding his own business and doing nothing. Yeah. Smoking mm-hmm. a cigarette, going for a drive. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, which one of us? Do you want to give a brief plot description? Or oh, should I? Ah. Uh, because I can do it real quick. Do it real quick. Uh, two young women go to one of their family's farms in rural France a man shows up, massacres the family, and kidnaps one of the women. And uh, the other one is essentially chasing the abductor mm-hmm. and trying to get her friend back. Yes. Does that sound about right? Sounds about right. For a brief plot plot summary? Indeed it is. Oh, oh. where do we want to go? <laughs> I would like to start with the first moment I watched this movie. Yes. I was sitting on my porch... Minding my own business. I was like, okay, it's a horror movie. I know stuff's going to be scary. 
The stairway decapitation mm. messed with me mm, mm, mm. for a good long while. That was the first taste of this movie I got because the atmosphere was good. It pulled me in. I was, I was like, what's going to happen? Uh, and I expected bad things, but uh, that really... Yeah, so to I guess to break it down to anyone who hasn't seen this, a man shows up at the front door, knocks on the door. The was it Alex's father answers the door. Yes. And the guy smashes through the glass, lets himself in, shoves his head between the banisters of a staircase, mm-hmm. and runs what looks like a... It looked like a dresser almost. Yeah, like a dresser, a wardrobe, something like yeah. that. Runs it through his neck and takes his head right clean fucking off. Ooh. <clears throat> yeah. It's very good. Yes. The gore effects in this film are second to none. Like, these are some of the best gore effects mm-hmm. that I've seen in a film. Absolutely. I, I swear to God, the guy went to medical school or something, had somebody draw it up for him because it looked like you'd think it would look. Yeah, the throat... Sl- uh, yeah, then he slashes the mother's throat. Yeah. And then the slow open. While Marie is watching from inside uh, a closet. Yeah, and it was kind of like Halloween, remember? Yeah. Yeah, it was so it kind of had a little homage into uh-huh. it. Now that I think about it. Oh, this whole movie is just an homage to horror films. There's a lot of links that you can make to other films. Mm-hmm. But I think but they it's did very, better. very good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm kind of ruined for a bunch of other movies because of this one. I'm going to be like, is it as good as high, this high tension? Yeah, With probably. a caveat, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, they shoot a kid. Oh, indeed they, <laughs> they do. shoot a fucking little kid. In a cornfield. Oh dear. Yeah, it's, that was that was a little troubling. Yeah, and it's within the first what fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. twenty minutes of the film. Yeah, so that we got the shot, the kid, throat slash, and a decapitation all in the first twenty minutes. Uh huh. By the greasiest, nastiest looking fucking dude who we're introduced to by him fucking the mouth of a severed head in his truck, mm-hmm. and after he comes. Presumably in the mouth, because I don't know why he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. He drops it out the window like like a used tissue. Ah, uh, it's so fucking good. Yes, and we'll get back to that. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. That's um reliving a whole bunch of this movie. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Then they. The gas station part was good. I liked it, but I think it took a little bit too long, in my opinion. Said the person who sat through that train wreck. The House of the Devil? Yeah, yeah, that movie. So this one was too long, but the 20 minutes on the steps were. All right, no, I... All right. (laughs) Apples and oranges, shithead. But but I don't know. I think the whole him kicking in every door of the stall uh, via Maniac... That was, I haven't seen that one, so... Oh, it's not great. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, a lot of people really, really like it. Mm-hmm. We were going to do it on this show, and then the original co-host, Sean, and I watched it and went, hmm, really don't want to talk about Maniac. <laughs> I tried Maniac Cop once, and that was not... Yeah, no yeah, thanks. No. <laughs> they made three of those fucking things. Well, yeah, I guess Robert Zadar needed more chin implants. Fair. Mm. But no, I just thought that... Like, and especially in a film that's so, I don't want to say frantic, but... How about... Um, intense. Well-paced? Yes. It, this movie is incredibly well-paced. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that they held on that for just a bit longer than I would have... Lo- I mean, if I had to have 
one criticism of the first five eighths of this film, it would be that. Um, yeah, I guess. But I, w- I was sucked in though because this movie had a it had a nice when I say nice pace we were talking about it earlier it kind of slows down a little bit yes and then intensifies slows and intensifies which makes the slow down more important and the intense more important yeah which is what we were kind of talking about before because I think it was Spielberg that said kind of the same thing that your movie needs to have a, again I'm paraphrasing but like a boring spot so that when the action does come in it really grabs you by the grabs you by the balls the old hoo ha the old hoo ha. <laughs> yeah let's not travel down that road too far fair enough but um oh i think we skipped over the whole uh masturbation scene oh oh i we'll talk about the scene and i'll tell you my one and only issue with the whole scene so uh. she goes outside or uh i'm sorry marie goes yes. outside to smoke a cigarette and she's watching alex through the window taking a shower Excellent scene. And then she goes in to flick the old bean. Indeed. The old three-knuckle shuffle. And I... This is going to sound weird. I really liked how they did it because it wasn't gratuitous. Mm-hmm. It was, It really just fit the tone of the film. Absolutely. It, you know what she was doing. There was no mystery about it, but it wasn't... Yeah. You know, it's not, it was all under the pants. Yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't the gross out like oh come on man <laughs> but yeah she uh yeah gives it the old rubberoo <laughs> and then stuff starts kicking off yeah so she goes to grab the curtain to look out the window yep there's where i got my issue and that was that was <laughs> that was the old riding hand there <laughs> <laughs> and uh leaving a little traces on the curtains yeah so, I mean, d- besides all the bloodshed in the house, can you well, imagine? Well, she doesn't live there. What the fuck does she care? <laughs> Fair enough. But can you imagine <laughs> going back in that room? <laughs> Where's that smell coming from? What is that? Hey, don't tell me you've ever respected a hotel room. Fair enough. No. <laughs> you make a, as much of a goddamn DNA mess as you can. Uh, yes, it would look like a crime scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, back to, back, back to the gas station. Yeah. Uh, again, I think Jimmy did a really good, the guy who played Jimmy, I didn't write it down, but again, he had just a small part and he really acted the shit out of it. And, and he actually, I cared more about his death than just about anyone else because he had almost, you could almost feel for his character. Uh Whereas when we are introduced to Alex, the kid and the dad, and there was nothing for me to latch onto and I didn't really care about them, which made it easier for me to watch the movie. Yeah. But I actually cared a little bit about Jimmy and, he, and Innocent Bystander in the car near the end. Yeah. Because there was a little bit something to them. So here's something that's going to come up when we get to the end of this as well. Does it, did it seem to you at all like uh, Latour and Jimmy had some sort of a rapport? Like, yeah. Like a previous... Like they knew each other a yeah. little bit. And then Latour is looking at the sunglasses and Jimmy sees the blood on his hands. Mm-hmm. And I love the dialogue in, the, in this part. Yeah. Do these sunglasses protect you? And he says, yeah, they're sunglasses. Of course they protect you. <laughs> well, yeah, while he's scared out of his mind from this raving psychopath with blood on his hands. Maybe if I put um, the glasses on, they'll protect me too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So 
Latour tells him that he also needs a bottle of, I believe, J&B. Yes. Who goes to the liquor cabinet, which I guess in France is locked up in a gas station? Well, actually, it's after hours. They have hours that they're allowed to drink, so yeah. they have to lock it up after a certain time. All right. That makes more sense. Because I know when I was in South Carolina, they used to have beer coolers, and they would have fences to put over the beer coolers after a certain hour. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that, that does make a little bit more sense. I guess that's just me being a dummy. But he goes to unlock the liquor cabinet and he sees Marie hiding behind the thing and he gives her a little wink of, you know, mm-hmm. everything's going to be okay because he can tell that she's fucking terrified as well, mm-hmm. this maniac. And he turns around to give Latour the bottle of J&B and he asks for a different kind of liquor as well. Mm-hmm. And when Jimmy grabs it, he turns around and catches a fucking axe to the chest. Did not see that coming. That was 100% The Shining. And oh, Yes, it was. That is Catman, Scatman Carruthers uh, yeah. catching a fucking axe to the chest. Oh, and and the, the sound effects were brutally... It sounds like yeah. the actual things. Yeah. Especially the rock to the head. Well, hold on. We're not, we're not done with this axe no, in the no, chest. No. Yeah. Because when he falls face down... Latour just steps on his back to grind this axe into his chest even more mm-hmm. as blood spills everywhere on the floor. My God. <laughs> oh. Again, the gore effects are so good. Um, I think they did a really good job before we get t- toward the end of this. I think they did a very, very good job with making him as sinister as possible. Mm-hmm. Because after they leave... He's just drinking straight whiskey out of the bottle. And I guess we haven't talked about the van oh. that he's dri- or the truck that he's driving. Yeah. It is a just a giant metal contraption, it looks like. It looks like um, uh, almost... No, this is going... Uh, did you see 101 Dalmatians? Remember the, guy, the bad guys driving the big truck? It was like an old 30s truck from France. Oh! So it's almost the exact same one. Is yeah, like yeah, 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, it's not like a work truck. Uh, I was trying to think. The only thing that it kind of resembled that I could think of was like, it's similar to like a UPS van. Yeah, it's like an old-timey delivery truck. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got Marie, or I'm sorry, he's got Alex in the back, mm-hmm. and he chugs a bunch of whiskey, pours liquor all over her mm-hmm. while kind of grunt laughing to himself. Oh, yeah. Lights a cigarette with a match. And holds the match over her. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. yeah it's that... rare. It's real good. Oh, yeah. It, it gives you a glimpse into just, oh, he's a fucking psycho. Well, I mean, if you didn't get it from him fucking ahead before. Yeah. And, you know, the <laughs> bureau decapitation and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, and an axe and grinding. But for some reason, this just seems so much more sadistic. Mm-hmm. And in the end, when he's kind of making fun of her for screaming. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's so fucking good. The only part that I kind of thought about was just, it wouldn't matter if he dropped that fucking match on her. Liquor doesn't ignite that fucking easily. It's not gasoline. No, it doesn't. But I didn't, we don't know what's been in the back of that truck either. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how many times have you played that game? A lot of headless bodies back there. Oh. So they pull over... In the woods, after Marie takes the keys and steals this guy's fucking Mustang, it looks oh, like. Oh, yes, yes. I don't, I'm not a car guy. I, I don't know, fucking it was, know. It was an old muscle car. Yeah. Which seems weird in France. Yep. Uh, 
somehow he gets behind her on this trail and she mm-hmm. crashes the car. Flips it over. Yeah, they end up in what almost looks like a like outdoor greenhouse, but with plastic. Yeah. Oh, actually, what it reminds me of, like they put hay bales underneath them for the winter or for like if it's raining too much. Yeah. And they'll store the hay bales in there. Yeah. That's what that looked like. Like it, it makes perfect sense. I just couldn't pin down what I thought it looked like. I didn't think about it till just now, but yeah. Yeah, like I said, it, it's not something that like took me out of a movie. Like, what, what the fuck is that? Where are they? Like, mm-hmm. But, you know. But it makes sense because that's why, where she finds the fence post mm-hmm. that's holding up the barbed wire. Yep, so she takes up this fence post, like you said, wraps it in barbed wire, and goes looking for Latour, mm-hmm. who has hung a flashlight from the ceiling, Yep, and suffocates her with plastic. <laughs> Out of the blue. And I did not see that coming. Usually you can kind of tell. Yeah. But when I saw the hanging flashlight, I'm like, oh. And then it came out of nowhere. Just nowhere. So he's effectively killing her. Absolutely. We kind of watched this part together. Hats off to that actress for being in that position for more than three consecutive seconds. It was ridiculous. I mean, you could see the air sucking the plastic yeah. into her mouth and, it was, and the fake blood was going everywhere I was like oh it was airtight <laughs> they'd have to pay me extra for that oh yeah a lot so he's choking not choking her but suffocating her mm-hmm. with this plastic she finds a rock bashes him in the head which again great effect and the sound I mean everything the the actual wound and the sound it makes yeah oh the sound design in this film is fucking incredible mm-hmm. because after she passes out, he's swiping a straight razor. Oh yes, up and down her, and yep. you can hear it. And you can hear it clink against the belly, the belly yep, button her, ring, her belly ring, and her earrings. Mm-hmm. And it's, you can hear the the like the sluice of the blood and the click. You're like, oh, oh, oh it's happening, and that's real metal. And oh dear. Yeah. So she bashes him in the head with the rock, hits him in the face a couple times with this barbed wire. <laughs> fence post. I don't. I, she 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 was winding up for that. Yeah, it's like a couple seconds. She steps Ken Griffey Jr. his face. There you go. I was trying to think of a baseball guy. It wasn't coming to me. Yeah. yeah, she swung for the fucking fences. Indeed, she did. And on the first hit, it plants in his face. She has to pull it out with her all her strength. I don't remember. Did she put a foot up to pull it out? Probably. I, that I don't remember. But my God, is it good? Oh yes. And they do not shy away. No. Hmm. So she starts suffocating him with the plastic. And his hand comes up. And grabs her by the throat. Yep. He passes out. Seems like it's done. And then... Okay. You want to do this? I was loving this movie. I kept texting you back and forth. Oh, my God. This happened. Oh, wow. This. Thank you for... This is amazing. It's shot beautifully. Uh-huh. Then we see the police... Or the, the police commissioner reviewing the tapes from the gas station murders. Uh-huh. And so what you think is the bad guy is actually Marie. Yeah. And I'm like, I felt cheated and let down, and I automatically was starting to really... I was, well, I was swearing up a storm very yes. loudly. <laughs> yes. Because I was so pissed at this movie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I believe I had the exact same reaction as you the first time seeing this. And, and just scream, not- Just screaming, fuck you, at an empty room. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I got to yell fuck you at the TV and you were there. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for not spoiling it, though. Uh, <sighs> so... 
she goes she goes back to go get Alex. Alex is freaking the fuck out because her <laughs> friend murdered her family and a gas station attendant. And and she has a knife with her that she took from the house and or no wait, no Marie took it and put it back there. Yeah, Marie took it and gave it to her. That's yeah. right because I forgot because she gets into the truck at the gas station. Yeah. So I now I'm just pissed off. Okay. She jumps in the car of a man driving by. Real Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. Except for... It was a concrete saw. Yeah. He's, oh. It's on the cover of the film. Yeah. It, it, for the thumbnail, when you, oh. if you want to go watch this. Yeah. It's her with the concrete saw. Shoves it into the windshield and... Through the guy's skull. Watching the blood spatter in the in, back. Into his chest because then, then if you notice, when it starts, it is not deep enough to kill him. It is just ripping his flesh. Oh, yes, and yes. And spraying blood oh, everywhere. everywhere. Great effects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, them horse teeth get covered in blood. Well, I'm sure glad I had that meatball sandwich. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> All right. Babe. So, yeah... <sighs> Sorry, I'm reliving that scene. I, I know. I'm just sitting. Pause, but I'm just sitting here getting goddamn mad. So Marie jumps out of the back seat of this car. Uh, it's intercut between it being Alex and Latour, and it confused me again. Yeah, kind of just showing that you know this is how she sees herself as yeah. being, you know, this crazed individual mm-hmm. stands over her and says, "You don't love me, do you? You don't love me." Yada yada yada. And uh, Alex, going, I do, I do. Yeah, Alex shoves a crowbar right through the chest. Yep, through her shoulder. We cut to the end where Marie is in a mental institution. Presumably, she says she can't see us, can she? And then Alex reaches out for her, mm-hmm. or Marie reaches out for her sharply too. Woke me up. I'm like, Whoa! Roll credits. Yes. Ah, uh, now. Let us discuss our problems with the movie. This is the one of the best horror films ever made with one of the worst endings Things. I have ever seen in my goddamn life. What happens when they reveal that Latour and Marie are the same person is I instinctively went back through all of the scenes before and went, they just negated their entire film. Mm -hmm. There were things in this that could not have happened. Mm -hmm. Notably, when she goes to try and rescue Alex when they're still at the home in the very beginning, they're in the same room when the little boy runs through the cornfield and they're together when we hear the shot fired. That is true. And there's other problems, too. Yes. So if Latour and Marie are the same person... Yeah. Okay, we've got the truck. We've got the car. Where did that fucking truck come from? And not only that, but what about the scene where uh, he was getting head from the, the... Exactly. Yeah. So that negates that. Uh-huh. And then where did the other car come from? Or did the truck... The truck had to exist because Alex... But did the car exist? But yeah, exactly. And where the fuck did she get this truck? Right. She is, they establish in the beginning when they're on their way there that she has no idea where she is. Right. That she hates the country. Mm-hmm. And they're going in a different car. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, again, I wanted to bring up when we were talking about the gas station that it seemed like Latour and Jimmy had some sort of rapport. Right. There's no fucking way. Because... That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I was thinking, now that you said, I'm like, well, could it have been that Marie was stalking Alex and knew where they were? Maybe had been to the gas station a couple times? No, because she, well, had no, she had no idea where she was, and Marie and Alex went essentially like went to school together and were friends. Fair enough. She had never been to this farm before. It, it was established. Okay, okay, okay. I was just trying to make, so, make sense, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I've tried and tried and tried for years now. <laughs> To make sense of the end of this goddamn movie. And then there's logistics. Yeah, exactly. The fight between Latour and Marie. Right. It negates all of that. Right. Every single bit of it. Mm-hmm. And, and again, what's the point of us seeing it? Yes. Uh, yeah. And it, I think why it makes me mad is all these reasons that we've laid out that, yeah, this doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense. When you make film... It is all right for us as viewers to know something that characters don't know. Mm -hmm. That's fine. It's all right for other characters in film to know something that another character doesn't know. Right. This this violates that because it lets Alex in on this secret that we don't know about. Yes. Okay. Which violates... The terms of the film. Right. Uh, just general filmmaking. That's not uh, how you do that. Yes. And, and it's a twist ending. Was it a twist ending for a twist ending's sake? It's... All right. Here's... I, I've thought a lot about this okay. in the past few days since we've decided to do this. Fight Club is the pretty much the exact same thing. Right. But David Fincher in Fight Club adds things that let you know that something is off. That something is wrong. Right. There's the, you know, the moments of shaky cam. There's moments of, you know, people being there and then it going essentially like, and then they're not there. Mm -hmm. This movie doesn't do that. This movie plays it completely straight all the way through. Right. And then in the end goes, look, we tricked you. No, that is. If you're going to trick us, give us a chance to figure it out. It is. Yes. It leaves us in the dark to where we have no chance. It's like watching a mystery and then them leaving out very, very key details. Mm-hmm. Because that's part of the fun of a mystery, is you trying to figure it out. Right. And also, by doing that, what this movie does, it makes all of it, in my opinion, far less scary. It's far less scary in retrospect, because I was scared shitless through yes. five eighths of this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could ever rewatch it again. Yeah. And it's... And, and it, all right, I, I guess I might have said that wrong. It, not that it makes it not scary, but it takes away the entire... Like the tone? Yes. Yeah. In, in that, like, man, you, I feel like you just wasted my time. Absolutely. By doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, again, I have no problem with the ending where, you know, she can't see them through the two-way glass and reaches out. Whatever. That's a horror film. Right. Who gives a shit? But what you did was you betrayed the entire premise of your film to, at the very end, go, ha-ha, we got you. No, you didn't. You left all of this out. I think the only clue I picked up through this whole movie was I thought that killer moved weird. Yeah. 
like when he was doing that weird spastic thing with his hand and spraying and the blood and I the looked, way he held his pinky and stuff when he was cutting the thing out. And, and I especially looked out for it, now that you say that, because I did the same thing. When he is in the bedroom in the house at the beginning and he walks into where Marie, the room where Marie was staying. Yeah. And, you know, she disappears when she was hiding in the shower. But then it shows her hiding under the bed. And he right. looks under the bed. Well, he lifts up the mattress. But reasonably speaking, it, she could have been hiding in it because he only lifts it up from the corner. He doesn't right. take it all the way off. Mm -hmm. She could have feasibly gotten out of that. Right? Right. And he walks over and, like, waves his hand over the bed. Like he said, he does a weird thing with his hands. And I noticed they focus on the rings on his finger. Right. So knowing how this film ends, the entire time I went through to look and see if you could ever see those rings on Marie's fingers. Right. Because that would have been smart. That would have been a sneaky way to add something in to where we weren't just completely left out. And, and it seemed like the filmmaker kept going back to those hands, going back to those hands. Going, and yes. it never played out. No. There was no payout. It was like Chekhov's rings. Uh -huh. Why do you introduce them without having them mean something later? Exactly. Uh. And like I said, I I have a very contentious love-hate relationship with this film. Because had they ended it right when Marie kills Latour and she's covered in blood and she lets out that gasp, roll credits, one of the best horror films ever made. Absolutely. But having I was almost a horror movie fan. I was like this close until they jacked it for me at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And it part of the reason that it makes me so bad is if the rest of this movie sucked, I wouldn't care. Right. It wouldn't bother me. I'd just be like, oh, that was dumb. Uh, but the way, like you you were saying before we started recording, the way everything is framed, the way everything is shot, the way everything is lit. Yes. In some parts it's dark, some parts it's bright. Everything about the crafting of this film the is so... When they had the, the moon and the water and then that, that part that cut across the screen to frame it separately. Uh-huh. It took my breath away. I, I, I was amazed that they could find that moment to shoot that. Uh-huh. And the amazing shot that even it is during the end that neither of us liked, when he's Latour is looking in the back seat and he sees that Alex has gotten out and it's that shot through... The front of the windshield yes. into the back window, and he stands up, and you can see his head lift up above the like the top of the car. And then it switches to his point of view, and the camera's still rising. Fucking just excellent filmmaking. Ah, excellent filmmaking. Absolutely. That's and why the I was fucking, this movie. The fucking writing. <laughs> All right. I guess plotting is part of writing. The dialogue in this film is fucking great. Yes. It's really, really good. Just that one thing that they thought was going to blow us away and be the smartest part of this film fucking ruins it immediately. Uh, <coughs> the reveal. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking. I, I was thinking about the, the dialogue because it was dubbed. Yeah. And but it was still good. No, it was good. It was amazing dialogue. But then I was thinking of something completely different. When yeah, they, I've, I've when seen it. When they switched it. The, the girls speaking in French for no reason. Oh, yeah. At the end of this film, they just yeah. don't dub it. It's all right. in subtitles. Which, yeah. again, not this film's fault. That's whoever cobbled it together in post. But, yeah, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. That... And it irritated me once you mentioned it. Because uh -huh. I read the movie, even if, even if they're speaking it, if they're words, I'm going to read them. Uh-huh. So I kind of didn't notice until you mentioned it, and then I was pissed. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Again, it's not this film's fault. That's just whoever did the post-production and but added subtitles. But it's fun to pick on it, too. You know? Yeah, it is. So 
that being the ending, there's something that I really actually did want to talk about because I think this movie taught me a very important lesson in being a don't viewer. Don't wipe your juice on the curtain? Yes. Okay. Don't wipe your vaginal fluids on curtains. Okay. And also, this film really kind of, as far as, you know, being a fan, it taught me just... This is how the fucking movie is. You can't change it. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest offenders of that as well, and this has nothing to do with horror, but um, like Star Wars fans constantly bitch about, oh, well, I would have done this. I would have done this. I would have done this. Well, then fucking make one. Right. You can't? Then shut the fuck up. That's and right. that's kind of where I fell on this film because I got really, really mad at it and then realized I couldn't have done any of this. I could not have shot a film as well as they did. Mm-hmm. I'm, I just happened to dislike the ending. People do like it. I should shut the fuck up. <laughs> Even I, though we just sat here and railed against it. I would, I would love to hear the differing opinions, because maybe there's something that I missed. Yeah. Maybe there's this one thing that, oh, would make it all make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I haven't found it and probably not going to look for it. No. But that's, I think that's very important as far as being a fan of something is to be able to watch it, digest it and go, you know what? I didn't like that. I'm allowed to have an opinion, but overall Mm -hmm. I, I can't sit back and say, you know what? Fuck high tension. Fuck this whole movie (laughs) because you know what? It was good. If this is a good movie. Well, you know, this, this movie didn't make me have feel a lot of emotions and stuff. Hate was one of them, and I actually enjoyed hating the movie for a second. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I was like, I enjoyed saying fuck you to this movie. Yeah, but I mean, and again, I bring up Star Wars because I know there's tons of Star Wars fans that recently have watched the new movies and went, man, that fucking sucked. Well, shut up. You fucking make a Star Wars. <laughs> I can't make a Star Wars. I can't make high tension. So you know uh, what? I'll shut the fuck up, and I'll enjoy the parts of this movie that I really enjoy. And the ending, I can shut it off if I want to. Well, you know what? We could, you could actually just, we know the exact time where we don't want to see it. Uh-huh. Clip it there. The movie's over. Yeah. And then it's there's, a- there's a couple movies that I kind of do that with. I can't think of them off the top of my head because I didn't prepare anything for it. But yeah, there's a few movies where I just go, I know I don't like the ending to this, so I'm just going to turn it off and enjoy the rest of the film. Well, you, <laughs> you know the research budget on this show is pretty much half of it. So Yeah. So you can tell how much research was done. Yeah. yeah, but I I do, in saying that, I think I have a way to fix this film. Do tell. So, here's the way that, again, if I were to do this, if I were in charge of the writing, this is how I would do it. I would not introduce Latour until the end. I would have Marie being this psychopath and then going back to her normal states throughout the entire film. Okay. And then at the end, you're, by doing that, you make everything frightening because she's going back and forth. Did right. you ever see Split, the Shyamalan movie Split, no. where James McAvoy plays like basically eight different characters because oh. he has the, what is it, the multiple Dis- personalities. Yeah, disassociative Yeah, disassociative. Yeah. yeah. I think this film would have been a lot scarier. Had we seen Marie being this intense psychopath throughout the entire completely different film throughout the entire film, and then at the end when she is stalking Alex, seeing essentially what 
it would be through her eyes. I could uh, see that. Uh, oh, she thought the she was you know disassociative and was acting as this crazed madman the entire time. And I don't think there should have been the ending part with the hospital. I think she should have been killed. But yeah, that's how I... If I had to rewrite this film, I would say show her being this lunatic throughout the entire film. Then at the end, introduce this character. So you go, oh, that's why she was acting like such a goddamn maniac at points. Because she really believed that this was happening. Hmm. Or conversely, make it fair. Yeah. Like if you put real hints in this movie. Yeah. Any sort of hint whatsoever. Yeah. That would have been fine as well. I would have been okay with it because then it would have been a fight club situation, you know? Yeah. If you'd have been paying certain attention, you would have probably caught it. Yeah, you can pick up on clues and then at the end go back and piece it together and go, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool how they did that. Instead of going back and piecing it together and going, oh, fuck you. That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. She couldn't have been in this room at the same time. All right. And where did she learn to tie up people in chains like that? That is an intricate knot that she has made with chains. Actually, yes, it was. Oh, wow. <laughs> Another thing to be irritated about. Yeah, like I said. As and, if I need more. And like I said, I, I do get irritated, and I know we vocalize that <laughs> very explicitly. But again, I think it goes back to, I can't really be mad at this movie. Because it I like most of it. I will agree. In retrospect, again, this made me almost a fan of a horror movie. Uh-huh. But I really enjoyed this whole movie all the way through. I really enjoyed it. It, it really kept my attention, and I really do love this movie and hate it. And yeah. I, it's, it's real tough. Yeah, like I said, I have a very contentious relationship with this film. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I really wanted to talk about was how good Latour was. Ah, yes. Just, just as a character. Because... Yes, it is a figment of Marie's imagination, essentially. I guess we haven't really brought up, yes, Marie is a lesbian. Mm -hmm. And this is her depiction of just the filthiest, grossest man alive. I think that's maybe why we got to see those fingernails so often. Yes. Oh. And just, you know, in, in her mind, this is the most disgusting man alive. And granted, yeah, they put that very well oh, to yeah. film. They made him a raving psychopath and just gross to look at. Yes. But, again, I don't think they needed to do all that if that was going to be the reveal. Mm -hmm. That this was a made-up character. You could have made it anybody. It worked so much better yeah. thinking that it was a real person and they're just like, oh, this fucking guy exists. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. And again, can't change the movie, and I'll enjoy what I can about it. Absolutely. You have uh, any any final thoughts hmm. about Hot Tension? Okay, well, this is a silly gripe, but having having taken butcher classes and stuff in the service, when the, the, the decapitation scene, once I got over the shock of it, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of sinew to get through, and there's a <laughs> lot... I mean, you could snap the neck. I could see the neck snapping. I could see the head being completely... Yeah. wobbly and off base but the decapitation thinking back on it kind of took me out a second but it was, it was filmed so beautifully i forgot about it yeah but it was just a little gripe i had to mention yeah i, I don't think she cuts the mother's head off i think she just cuts no. her throat when 
the stare. Oh, okay. All right. Pops, I, all right. Yeah, when pops the head, I could see the head snapping <laughs> sideways and going. You're, you were talking about the throat slit, so that's what I was. Oh. I thought you were talking about that. Say, I don't think she cuts the head off. No, she no. might, because they do show that flashback of. Well, no, the head came back because it cut so deep, but it didn't sever the spine. Right, but there's the part when we figure out that Latour is not real when they're going through and showing Alex murdering everybody. Or not Alex, uh, Marie. Mm -hmm. She is just kind of sawing at that fucking head. Yeah, and I mean, again, this is not the... Now that I think about it, collecting heads. Uh-huh. Okay, that's why the throat slit. And, but I, I still can't get past... There's no way that head could come off. Yeah. Not with not even if you had 10 feet of space to run at it. Yeah, and that's another part that, like, Latour's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Marie is... Like, she's athletic. Right. But... Well, I'd put her at maybe she, a buck 45. Yeah, at most it would have just knocked that dude unconscious. Right. But Latour is portrayed as a guy, I would say, be at least 275. Yeah. Just in a his, big, big guy. And it's in not his fat, late 40s, just, yeah. mid-50s. and a, Yeah, a big... Fat ripped. Yeah, the dude that you can tell, yeah... Eats ham and mayonnaise every day, but also carries like 300 feet of pipes everywhere with yep. him. Fat so, ripped. Yes, fat ripped indeed. Kind of like how I'm like the skinny fat. Yeah. <laughs> Where everything looks fine as far as I have a shirt on. Baggy. Yeah. <laughs> Always baggy. <laughs> baggy shirts are a skinny fat man's best friend. So, I guess getting back to this, would you recommend High Tension? I, I mean, obviously to... If somebody asked you what's a good horror film that I should watch, would you say High Tension? I would. Yeah, I, I would have to also. And I, I wouldn't give them, the, unless they listened to this previously, I wouldn't give them the caveat of like, oh yeah, by the way, the end's going to really piss you off. And again, I appreciated the fact that you didn't ruin it for me. Because mm -hmm. I, I purposefully don't look up anything of these movies before I watch them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just done so glaringly. Oh, God. Mm. Again, I, I don't mean to bitch, because I couldn't have done any better, but, man, uh, it really gets to me. <laughs> it, it got to both of us enough to where we screamed, fuck you, at a mostly empty room. Yeah, you know, a couple, two, three times. Yeah. Yeah. Two, three times? Mm-hmm. God, that fucking Chicago accent. Thank you. It only but, comes out after I've so, been talking for a while. So, who has the best Chicago accent of all time? Ooh, Dennis Farina. That is exactly who I was going to say, you son of a bitch. Well, Dennis Farina was an Area 6 Chicago cop. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously he's got the thickest Bridgeport accent you've ever heard in your entire life. And I could listen to him say anything. It's great. What was the movie? He was in, his, he was in a movie with uh, Charles Grodin. Oh, shit. I have no idea, this, but I got to check yeah, it out. It's like, oh, gosh. It was Charles Grodin. I think Man. it was the funniest when he hosted uh, Unsolved Mysteries. What he, but his one quote, he was like, ah, grab a napkin or your cigarette, some fucking thing, and walked out of the room. <laughs> and it didn't mean anything, but it was so Chicago. It was so perfect. Yeah. I'm going to go down to the store and get a fucking old style. <laughs> you better watch it or I'll kick your ass. He was really good in Snatch, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Snatched all the accents in that movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. But that's a different podcast. One that we'll probably never do. Absolutely. I'm, I'm actually glad we, we got this one done. Yeah, kind of. I've been really stretching for time because I think we, maybe we need to slow down because we kind of breeze through this. What? Wasn't it about an hour? I think we started this at 5.30. I don't know. It says right there. You can watch the timestamp. Damn. But. 
I do not think we have the now, now we're just getting into technical bullshit absolutely. that nobody cares about. Hopefully we can uh, edit this part out. Oh, I absolutely can. Mm-hmm. But will you? Nope. Okay. <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> All right. Oh, Jimmy James, you got anything to plug? Um... Not as of yet, but I am now working on my own podcast. So I'll tell you a little bit more as soon as I get it developed. All right. Do, do I get to be a guest on it? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Absolutely. Well, what, are, what are we doing? It's Actually, I'm going to call it the ride home because it takes me two hours to drive my kid home when, when he comes over for visitation. And we talk about ridiculous shit the entire time. So I figured I'd get some headphones and just... Do the ride home and edit it out and see if we come up with a topic or whatever for the week. Sweet. So it's something different and it's a way to bond with my kid. And plus, we talk about ridiculous shit. So it oh, might cool. be fun. Like I said, I think this new mixer that I got holds a charge. You want to go cruising? We can just do a fucking car cast. Oh, that'd be nice. As soon, I'm going to get those um, headphones like those Janet Jackson ones. <laughs> so that you can be, hey, all well, cool and stuff. Uh, hopefully more, a little more efficient than her... Uh, her tops, yeah. but or you know, maybe it sticks as well as the nipple clamp. Maybe yeah, we'll see. Hey, you never know. I might pull my tits out on that podcast. Who gives a shit? Audio medium. Nobody can tell that my tits are out. Unless they check out your OnlyFans site. Ah, uh, yeah. There's that. Doctor Pissface. Uh huh. Yep, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> uh, you can also go check us out on Instagram. We got a Facebook group. Come join us and have fun. Do whatever and. uh as James previously mentioned, if you want to go see more of me intimately, you can go to uh, OnlyFans and search for Dr. Pissface. That's D-R-P-I-S-S-F-A-C-E. Booyah. Hoo-ah. Um, Should we get the fuck out of here? Yeah. I think we got another one of these to do. Indeed. All right. Let's get out of here. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs>